how to send a message directly to God. My wife loves to travel and it's her main passion in life along with books. She's excellent at making arrangements, airlines, hotels, transfers, places to visit, everything. Luckily I'm allowed to uh, volunteer and carry her bags so I get to see much of the world myself. So in the 70s we decided to go to Israel. It was on our very long bucket list, you know, so much history there. We have read all those books, you know, Exodus, Leon, Uris, uh, read about all the different wars. There are three religions, uh, have headquarters there, uh, had offices there, and uh, on any given day there is danger of things blowing up. It seems uh, it's difficult for religions to uh, get along. Anyway, so we decided to go visit the country before things go south. This was in the 70s, as I mentioned. Uh, I particularly wanted to see the stained glass windows by uh, Mark Chagall uh, at the Hadassah, I think that's how you pronounce it, uh, hospital. Also Yad Vashem, the uh, Holocaust Museum. And uh, who knows, maybe I'll run into Yehuda Amakai, who was Israel's uh, greatest poet. My brilliant friend, Eva Shinar, uh, introduced me uh, to his wonderful work, you should read some if you if you like poetry. Uh, I had even uh, created uh, some paintings uh, based on, on his work. Uh, this one particular one was called Completing the Harbor. It had, uh, uh, you know, it had passages like to live is to build a ship and the harbor at the same time. To live is to build a ship and a harbor at the same time and complete the harbor after the ship has sunk. Beautiful references. Anyway, Israel, Masada, Jericho, Safed, Dead Sea, Bethlehem, Golan Heights, Qumran Caves, where the Dead Sea Scrolls were found, and of course, Jerusalem. Uh, we had hired a, a private car and a guide. Uh, he was an older man, an ex-Mossad, you know, their secret service, and, uh, and he remained continuously paranoid and suspicious about us uh, throughout the journey. Uh, you know, two Asian people, why are you so interested in Israel? What's going on? And even after several conversations, he, he, he kept questioning us. It was like a cross-examination going out. It was amusing. Although, you know, you think about it, they do have reasons to be paranoid in Israel, seriously. Um, during our travel, uh, sometimes it led to strange experiences too. For example, uh, celebrating New Year's uh, Eve in a kibbutz uh, with almost everyone <coughs> with a gun with him or her. You know, speaking of guns, uh, often we would pick up uh, a soldier. You know, hitchhiking, uh, they always carry an Uzi, you know, some machine gun. Um, and one time the young man sits next to me in the back, you know, my wife sits in the front uh, with the driver, and he had a rifle between his legs and the rifle's butt on the floor, and he dozes off. And the rifle slides, and it's pointing at my balding head. You know, I kept hoping that Israel doesn't have uh, potholes like Pittsburgh. Obviously, I survived. <laughs> so, uh, Jerusalem, I'll give you a tip. Uh, the best falafel in the world, best falafel in the world is outside Jaffa Gate in Jerusalem. It's sold by an Arab from a pushcart. 
I hope it's still there. It was a long time ago. And the Sabra breakfast buffet at the Hilton is so vast, there will be afternoon by the time uh, you sample everything. While doing all the touristy things, so we ended up at the Wailing Wall, also called the Western Wall. I think that's politically more correct. This was supposedly constructed 200 BC by King Herod and has gone through uh, several transformations. Uh, this is the holiest, if not among the most holy uh, sites for people of Jewish faith. It's an old wall, and uh, were it not for its historical and religious significance, uh, you wouldn't look at it twice. So we're there, and we find out that women, at least in those days, women are not allowed to go near the wall. Uh, they can stand on the side, but not near the wall. That did not go well with my wife. But as they say in India, you can't fight City Hall. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm told that uh, efforts have been made uh, over years to allow women equal access. The matter is uh, still unresolved as far as I know. Uh, apparently God, uh, whoever he or she is, uh, doesn't approve of women getting too close. Hey, not my place to argue. Uh, I'm, just an, uh, I'm just an innocent bystander. And the guide told me that for just $5, $5, I can scribble a wish on a piece of paper and place it between the wall stones and the cracks. And it is guaranteed, guaranteed to be delivered to God the same evening. Really? I mean, do I look that gullible? Give me $5 to talk to God. No way. I'll just touch the wall and, and say a prayer in Hindi or Sanskrit and that will do. And my wife said, don't be an idiot. When are you coming back to Israel? And when are you coming back, back again in your life at the wall, you know? It's not necessary to fight every racket, you know. It's only $5. You're a tourist, so do it. I've learned to do what my wife says. So I asked the guide what guarantee was there uh, that the message will definitely get to God. He says, you have my word. Really? I would need more than that, I told him, you know. He says, you know, what do you expect for lousy $5? Good point. So <clears throat> I get a piece of paper, <clears throat> and I'm going to make a wish. Uh, meanwhile, people are, you know, coming and going, many doing the same thing, you know, suckers like me, you know, writing notes to God, you know, wishes. Uh, many Hasidics with their special clothes and caps are praying away, you know. Um, so uh, this is my big moment. What am I going to ask God? Let's see. Janis Joplin had suggested a Mercedes Benz. Nah. Win the lottery? That's it. After all, having lived in America uh, for a few years, I have learned, had learned, that the true purpose of life, the aim of life, is to make money. Ask anyone. Everybody knows that. So how about um, fame and fortune, money and fame? Or wait, wait, wait. I could get taller and grow hair on my head? Maybe not. I think God will get in trouble uh, for granting that kind of wish. I mean... Everybody would be so envious and demand an explanation. And, and uh, you know, the military would probably <laughs> abduct me and run, you know, weird experiments on me. How did that happen? So what should I ask? Let's see. And I started thinking, just allowing myself this, this nonsense, you know. What if God really, really gets my message? So if you have an audience with God, what would you do? 
have your tongue hanging out and begging give me money give me money give me money really really so damn low class rude and petty so i thought some more and i just wrote world peace what the hell you know at least that's not embarrassing anyway tour was over we came back after finishing our trip lovely experience very memorable you know beautiful lots of pictures you know then then on november 19th 1977 president anwar sadat of egypt sworn enemy of israel goes to jerusalem and gives a speech at the knesset and shakes hand shakes hand with the prime minister menachem begin and smiles good lord you see there was peace peace in middle east at least between israel and egypt september 17 1978 president carter hosts the two leaders and the famous camp david accord is signed there is truce between israel and egypt and there has been peace ever since now if ever the matter of egypt and israel comes up on your radar you know how exactly it happened you think somebody would give me a cookie for this at least 